Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we are going to start with our sweet and sours. Then we're going to our main topic for the day is attachment styles. And then our surprise topic, which will be done none other than Johnny O'Leary. Yes, folks, he is back. He's with us. Johnny, hello. Hello. (laughs) He's going to be editing now for us. He'll be there. He's going to be our guy in the chair. Basically, my Alfred. I don't know what he is to Kaylee. They can work that out, but... It's going to be a lot of fun. It's nice having an extra guy in here so we can team up on Kaylee. I, I hate it. I hate the toxicity of this space. I like Nick is toxic enough for me and yeah. add in an X and it's just, it's really good in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to cause any trouble. <laughs> I come no, in peace. Yeah. Thank you. That is on the record. Um, in all seriousness, it is, it is good. It's, no, it's going to be fun. We'll get another girl in here. We are taking applications. Just submit a photo. <laughs> <laughs> in a bathing suit and professional clothes. And then we'll Absolutely just... not. Professional resumes only. Okay. We accept all genders. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You want to start with your sweet and sour, Kaylee? Sure. I can go ahead and start. Um, mine are pretty short. My sweet is that we finally got some snow out here. Oh. Um, so it has been fucking cold. Um, all day today, the high was 19 degrees. Jeez. So I had a hard time going outside. Um, and exercising my dog, but you know, figured it out Mm -hmm. and, but I woke up and I've never seen anything like this before, but all of the trees were like icicles. Oh, wow. It was the weirdest and the coolest thing, but there was no, not a lot of snow on the ground. Everything was just like icicled. Gotcha. Iced. I I don't know. You know what's happening like on the East coast. They're like, they have in Texas again, woke up with like no power or something like, yeah, yeah. I know it's not the East coast, but like. That whole shit's just getting like wiped out, and we're barely getting any. It's so weird. Yeah. Like we've only gotten two two snows that each have given us like one to four inches. Yeah, but it's still just cold as shit. So I mean, at least when it's cold and snowing, it's pretty. Right. But now it's just cold and ugly. So yeah, I know. Well, we had a tsunami. Yeah. So we yeah. all we all made yeah. it. It's not funny, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm moving on. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll go with my suite, and then Johnny, okay. you can go. So I got a smoker. That's pretty cool uh, for me. That's really cool. Yeah, so I felt like a real dad. Uh, so I've been smoking. I smoked like tri-tip. I smoked some ribs. So having a lot of fun with that. Dang, that's so cool. Thank you. All right, Johnny, what's your suite? <clears throat> uh, my suite, it's kind of a sweet and a sour in oh, one. Okay. And it's going to sound really bad when I say it. Like I'm like really self-serving. Um, okay. But I've lost a lot of weight recently. Oh. Um, I've lost 50 pounds since August. So a fuck ton of weight. And uh, none of my clothes fit me anymore. And I keep oh. having to buy new clothes. Gotcha, I have gotcha. medium t-shirts in my closet. Large, extra large. Like Damn. Um, I'm just going to keep everything because I know it's not going to last. So Yeah, <laughs> good idea. Yeah, so yeah, that's my sweet. 
That's awesome. Good for you. I like Thank that. You. All right, Kaylee, what's your sour? Well, um, this, of course, is a wonderful platform for me to update humans that are not so, like, day-to-day-to-day in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, I've i ran into a lot of humans that I haven't seen in a while during Christmas break, and they were like, Kaylee, you don't even have to tell me anything about your life. I listen to the podcast and I like, thanks. Cool. So I'll just ask you uh, questions. Yes. Don't worry at all. That's perfect. If you have a question, me. just DM us. <laughs> yes. Other, otherwise, just listen. But um, my relationship that I was in um, ended on Monday. So I'm no longer with my partners that I was with. Um, and I, Nick's first question was like, let's talk about it. Yes. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. Not ready, everybody. Um, but when there is space, I definitely think we can talk about that here. But that's um, a terrible that sour. sour. Terrible. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, I know Thank you're not you. ready to talk about it. So then I'm going to ask a follow up question. Um, cool. just regards to good. the physical breakup, did you have to break uh-huh. up with both of them individually or did you have to, did you break up with them as a unit? That's a really great question. I will accept that question and I will answer it. Um, I did do the breakup, all three humans in the same room. Okay, cool. At the same time. All right, yeah. nice. Well, I'm so sorry. We're here for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be interesting to dive into one of these yeah, days. Yeah, so. I would love to dive into it. Um, <laughs> okay, my sour is my student teaching is starting um, after next week. So I get one more week off and then I'm just going to get fucking drilled into the ground teaching high school biology. Why is that a sour? That's what you want. No, it's right? just like, yeah, no, it's just like right now I'm not doing anything. Uh-huh. And then I'm just going to go from not doing anything to having like two uh, jobs and then have no time. And so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really excited though. It's going to be fun. You can't get high every day all the time. Can't get high every day all the time. It's a really big sour. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really, yeah. And I'm not going to be It's really going to disrupt your so, life. Yeah. 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 Really a lot. That's really tough. I'm I, sorry to hear that. Thank you. All right, Johnny. But you're one step closer to your career. I know. No, Sorry, I'm almost I'm done. No, no, that's good. I'm almost done. It's a, it's a positive sour. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> kind of like mm-hmm. Johnny's. Yeah. Um, my sour is my mom has been going through it recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. She got uh, T-boned in the parking lot. Um, two mile an hour accident. Oh, no. So she is, again, well, what Nick said, I, don't, I wasn't there. I don't know how fast it could have been. I saw pictures. The car was, you know. The door's in there, and airbags went off, uh, but she's going through it. Um, I went golfing with Nick yesterday, and on my way out, my mom was asking me to do something with my grandpa, and I was like, you know, I get really passive-aggressive, and uh, like I just don't want to do anything with my grandpa. Um, and she started crying and walking back upstairs. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I was just like, okay, I'm going to go golfing now. There you so, go. But... Uh, we're good now, but that's my sour. I hate sour. it that Nick's first response to your mom going through it was to burst into yeah. laughter. Well, it was hilarious. That when... wasn't good, Nick. <laughs> when I told him the first time, no. he said that as well. Oh, no, yeah. when I was like, oh, what happened? And then when you tell the story more, it's like she was pulling out a KFC and someone was in her way Aww. and they just, that's like they just Slowly made colliding. contact with each other. Oh, man. Yeah. That's hard to hear. That sucks. But no, I also wasn't there. So. Poor Donna. Yeah. Poor yeah. Donna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys ready to move into our main topic for the day? Attachment Let's style? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Please take you're the passing... lead, Kaylee. Yeah. I... I... <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. 
I was going to say, go ahead and pass the baton to me. Um, so for those of you that have listened to some previous episodes, we talked a little bit about attachment styles as one of our surprise or closing topics um, towards the end of, I don't remember what episode it was off the top of my head, but it was a good episode. It was episode. like two, and, two more ago. Yeah. And like in our conversation, Nick was like, wow, what a great idea for a topic. And I was like, Nick, I told you that was a great idea yes, for a topic. Yes, you did. So I was not excited about it. I never am. Yes. Your ideas yes. are great. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit today about different attachment styles, what they mean, um, how they're rooted in trauma, and then how they affect our adult intimate relationships. Yeah. Um, and I know that is a mouthful of stuff, so I'm going to spend a little bit of time defining it from what I have read, but most of and this... Stay, and stay tuned to the end because then we're going to try to guess each other's and then like it kind, yeah. of, kind of touches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know when you first hear about attachment styles, you're like, what? That's so boring and psychological and I hate the sound of it. But I promise you, like, please, please, please listen all the way through because it has done nothing but haunt me for the past, like, month and a half. So um, I hope it haunts you too. Yeah, I asked her but... <laughs> specifically for a fun show today. I'm, I'm a little bit in the weeds Sorry. myself, but here we go. Yeah. So. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> Get ready. Um, but I this was born out of um, this really great book that I started reading called Polysecure. Um, and it's about, it's by Jessica Fern, um, and the sort of fine print is attachment, trauma, and consensual non-monogamy. So I would imagine the idea is that you start off learning about attachment styles and then you figure out how that is rooted in non-monogamous relationships. Um, but I couldn't get through the first chapter. So gotcha. because it was so good and so hard, not <laughs> yeah. because it was a bad book. Right. Um, <laughs> but the way that I understand attachment styles is... Your attachment style as an individual is based on how your parents treated you when you were a child. And it is based on how you grew to learn to love others. I think like there's a lot of different trauma components and a lot of different relationship building components outside of attachment style. But attachment style is basically what happens to the child when the parents leave the room. So that's the best way that I can describe it in layman's terms. Um, And so as I was reading... I learned a lot about how, like, I learned a lot about childhood attachment styles when I was um, in undergrad because that was a big part of learning about psychology was you learn about attachment styles, but I've never seen it applied to adult intimate relationships, and that is what fucked me up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so I'll do some, a little bit of reading through different parts of it, but um, there is one attachment style that is secure. So the attachment Mm -hmm. style that is secure is, like, um... They describe it as, as a child, uh, the parent leaves the room and the kid like cries and gets a little bit anxious, but then is like resolved that they know that they'll come back and that there's no other implications behind it. Like my parents will leave me. I'm sad about it. But when they come back, I'm going to be stoked. This is our goal, right? This is our goal. Yeah. Um, and what that, and it translates to is in your adult intimate relationships, you have this same secure attachment style that. With my friendships, with my romantic relationships, with my um, any relationship that I have, I like my best friend Kayla and I have to call each other almost every day and ask if we're still best friends because I don't know. And it's not because I don't know or she's not a great friend or I'm not either, but we are so not secure in our attachment styles, which has nothing to do with our friendship, but has everything to do with how we were taught and how we learned to attach to those that mean the most to us. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that when my friends don't like texting back. Like sometimes Johnny won't te- like won't text me back about like playing uh-huh. games, and I'm like, oh, sick, cool. We we actually aren't friends anymore. Yeah, 
no, he's, yeah, yeah. he's working on it. It's gotten better. It's uh, mm-hmm. It has it's gotten great. better, no? Yeah, it's not okay. great, but it's oh. gotten better. <laughs> so these are the parts that I want to read aloud to you all because this is like my big takeaways from this first these first few chapters. Okay. Um, and so it's these like it's bulleted, which is really nice. Like it literally has that its bullet really points. Nice. Okay. So it's really easy for me. But basically it's statements that someone with a secure attachment style might make. So if you have a secure attachment style, these are things that you might say to yourself or that you might agree with. So mm-hmm. um, everybody's listening. Open up your ear holes wide because I want to know if any of you are secure. And if you are, fuck you. Yeah. So the first why are you one. Listen- hold on. Why are you listening if you're secure? This isn't, this isn't a podcast for secure. <laughs> you're right. If you're secure, <laughs> just turn it off. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. But I remember reading this and I was like, what a joke. People really feel this. <laughs> I, I find it easy to make emotional connections with others. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) okay i enjoy being close with others i enjoy being close to the people i'm close with but i sure right no new friends no new friends yeah uh i am comfortable depending on others and having others depend on me half of that um i i don't i often (laughs) johnny unmute yourself so i can hear you laugh (laughs) (laughs) i don't stop both of you cut it out okay I don't often worry about being abandoned or about someone getting <laughs> sorry. too close to me. Isn't that That's fucked me. up? Yeah, Johnny's hands up. I um, think, Johnny, if anyone in this room is secure, it's you. No, you're definitely Thank the closest. You. Yeah. Um, or sorry, I don't know which one. <laughs> if I am in distress, I can easily turn to my attachment figure for comfort and support. Wait. Big laugh. No, Hold on. No. So you're saying if you're secure, you would turn to yourself for support? Is that what that's saying? No, your attachment figure. So that means your partner, so your wife. Uh-huh. So I'm secure or, in myself. Yeah. And because of that, I can turn to someone else and ask for help? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know what? I actually, I could struggle with that sometimes. Okay, here's the last one I'll read because I think this one's the best one. Um... <laughs> Actually, wait, I have to read two more. Okay. <laughs> I am a, I am aware and I am accepting of my partner's strengths and shortcomings, and I treat them with love and respect. Yes. I do that. Cool. I do Good that. Good for you. Uh-huh. I do well with the transition of going from being by myself to then being together with a partner, and I also do well with the transition of going from being together and then being alone again. Mm. I feel like that's hard for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> So moving forward, You're that right is there, secure. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I so I wanna I wanna re- like talk about the rest before then I get into reading the rest because I'm pretty excited about the next one because I think everyone in this room is gonna laugh really hard because the next one I think well <laughs> should I tell you? If not, I can switch up the order. But I think the next one's me. So no, no, um, just go. So after secure attachment, there is dismissive, there is avoidant, and there is disorganized. So my um, my therapist described them to me like a triangle. So the top of the triangle, the point of the triangle, or whichever way you're looking at it, right, is like secure. And then underneath it is dismissive, disorganized, and anxious. And so it's not that they like, it's not that you can take off and just go from disorganized to secure. Like you have to go from disorganized to either dismissive or to anxious and then make your way to secure. Interesting. Yeah, very. So with that in mind, here are some, (laughs) here are some statements that someone with a dismissive attachment style might make. 
My autonomy, independence, and self-sufficiency are the most important to me. Um, the, there's a big word in there at the beginning I didn't quite get. Autonomy? Autonomy, autonomy yeah. Mm. Can you explain that to me? Um, I would say autonomy means my, my ability to regulate myself. Mm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am generally comfortable... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I am generally I am generally comfortable without close relationships, and I do very well on my own. Uh, yeah, I th- I like that one. Mm-hmm. But I feel okay. like you could just be introverted too, like if you don't want relationships. Well, I think that's but here's tea. it goes it goes. Okay, keep going. On, it goes more into okay. it. So the next one is, um, I want to be in a relationship and have some closeness with people, but I can only tolerate closeness to a limit, and then I need space. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I frequently don't know what I'm feeling or needing and or I can miss cues from others about what they are feeling or needing. No. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable relying on partners and having partners depend or rely on me. Half that. Okay. Oof. I either... <laughs> it just fucked me up so bad. I either struggle... I either struggle with making relationship commitments or if I do commit, I may secretly have one foot out the door or at oh. least the back door unlocked. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> so anyways, um, I am very sensitive to any signs that my partner is trying to control me or interfere with my freedom in any way. Kayla. Ugh, yeah. I see I myself. Like, well, I was just asking how your day was. <laughs> this one, this one's gnarly. <laughs> I see myself or others as weak for having needs, wanting comfort, help, or reassurance. Uh, I don't know. Why are you looking at me? I'm just looking <laughs> so. for somebody to fucking react to me. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's Nick. I'll go for Nick. That's Nick. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. During disagreements or in conflict, I tend to withdraw, shut down, shut out, or stonewall. Sounds like a horseman. Okay. So... Never mind. Do you guys have something to say, Johnny? No, 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 nothing, nothing on that topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next. Sorry. Okay. Moving on. Okay. The next one. Any thoughts on dismissive? Um, I feel like I'm. Well, I'm definitely not secure, but I don't know. I had some parts of those. There's a Me spot. too. This is someone with an anxious attachment style. Mm. So. Someone with an anxious attachment style might say the following. And I guess I should have defined each style before I read them, huh? Like, what is an anxious attachment style, or do these define them? I think these um, define them. I think it's fine. I think so, too. Doesn't okay, matter. okay, okay. Great. Thank you, thank you. Um, statements that someone with an anxious attachment style might make. I am comfortable with connection, and I usually do crave it more than my partners do. Mm-hmm. I am very attuned to others, and I can detect subtle shifts in their emotional or mental states. Yeah. I often worry about being abandoned, rejected, or not valued enough. All the time. I tend to over-focus on my partner and under-focus on myself. Mm. When I'm going... <laughs> when I'm going... <laughs> I'll stop making when I'm, I know, I like it a lot. <laughs> I, like, I need you to keep doing it. Okay. When I'm going through something, I tend to reach out and turn towards others to make sense of what I'm experiencing or make myself feel better. I guess I could sometimes... I like to explain out loud. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't know. Is that the same thing? 
Like, do you like to explain to other people or just yeah, yourself? to other people? Yeah, I think that. But you don't need that to have an understanding. It helps me understand. So. But could you understand without it? I guess so. But you're well, asking me if it helps me understand it. I'm like, yes, it's helping me understand it. Good. <laughs> I'll I'll go for Nick again. What's the question? No, I'll, I'll go for Nick again. <laughs> you used to do this. You used to do that all the time with me, Nick. Okay. Um, when we when we lived together. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Okay. The next one, it reads as follows. Everybody pay attention. I need a lot of reassurance that I am loved or desired by a partner. However, when my partners give me reassurance or show their desire, it either doesn't register for me or I have trouble receiving or believing it. Yeah. I tend to commit to relationships and get attached very quickly. I get frustrated or hurt if a partner is not available when I need them. I get resentful or take it personally when a partner spends time away from me. Um, and I tend to hold on to resentments and I have trouble letting go of wounds. Huh. Well, I kind of sped through those. Sorry, I had to, it's just, again, <laughs> fucking me up. I have, to, yeah. <laughs> I have to move on. I, I need so. this part to be done, actually. <laughs> I'm sweating. It's such a fun activity. <laughs> uh, okay, last one. What was that so one this called is again? Anxious. So this one is called disorganized or like fearful avoidant, but basically this is supposed to be a compilation of anxious and dismissive. Uh, someone with this attachment style might say, I often don't feel safe or fully trusting in a relationship, even if my partner acts safe and acts in safe and trustworthy ways. I frequently get triggered by things that are out of nowhere. Mm, I mean, or that seem to yeah. be out of nowhere. Damn, what the I, fuck? I know, it gets worse. <laughs> I genuinely want intimacy and closeness, but I can experience episodes of fearful overwhelm when in, when intimacy with a partner increases. Shock. Pack <laughs> 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 it up, go home. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> We're done with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've. it's literally so good. Um... When in conflict, I can vacillate from being overwhelmed or aggressive to being dismissive and numb. Jesus, dude. Mm -hmm. I vacillate between different types of chaos and rigidity. Rigidity? What's rigidity. Like rigidity. I heard oh virginity. Uh -huh. Sorry. <laughs> Could you imagine if chaos and virginity were I, opposites? I need fucking <laughs> subtitles. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when in distress, I have acted in ways that have been harmful to myself or to my partners. Technically. I often expect the worst. Uh, I often expect that the worst will happen in relationships, even when things are going very well. I have elaborate negative fantasies about what will go wrong or about how my partner will inevitably hurt me beyond repair, even if things are mostly going well. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Being in a relationship can cause me to become dysregulated, dissociative, or confused. There are times when I look fine on the outside, but I am actually a complete tsunami on the inside. I frequently experience the conflicting internal drives of wanting to be close and share myself, but fearing that closeness or vulnerability is too dangerous and it will cause the relationship to end. Yeah. It's kind of like if you think the water's too hot and you put your foot in and you're like, ooh, ah, I'll try one more time. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. those are the attachment styles. That's pretty fucked up, dude. <laughs> uh, thank you. I agree. Um, but it all ha like it is all rooted 
in trauma. And I think like yeah. reading about the different types of um, like the different types of parenting and how a child can develop different types of attachment styles based on that parenting. So like a dismissive parent is kind of like my parents, like nobody's around. I could care less if they're here or not. I got to just figure it out, do it on my own, be autonomous. Right. Um, and autonomous, anxious, was that the last one? Yeah, self-sufficient. No, yeah. autonomous. Autonomy yeah. was one of the words in the dismissive style. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. And then an anxious attachment style is uh, for those that might have helicopter, bulldozer, or whatever type of parents. But the key part of the anxious style is that it's inconsistent. And it's that a parent can sometimes be completely everything the child needs and then sometimes not. Gotcha. And then dismissive is when... It specifically says in the book, or I'm sorry, uh, disorganized, it specifically says in the book is when um, parents are a fucked up version of both. Our fucked up version of anxious? Anxious and dismissive. Gotcha. Cause I, so disorganized was the one that kind of combined all of them, right? Yeah. And I, mean, I definitely end. think I'm that person. I did too. When I yeah. read it, you... Nick screamed in my head. I was like, whoa, <laughs> Nick. It's crazy because like I, when you're reading everything, I was like, yeah, I'm sometimes this and sometimes this. And I was mm-hmm. I'm waiting for you to do one where it was like everything. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's me. That's, yeah. Yep, yep. So and it's early. Those, yeah, those parents were anxious and what was the other? I keep forgetting the second. Dismissive. If you'd like, I can, I think the disorganized one is so interesting to me. Um, and I can read you more of like the beginning parts um, of like, this is what the parent does to the child. Yeah, read, pretty, read a little bit. I think it's pretty short. Um, I think we should dive into like what we think. Mm-hmm. That's just some, that was some light reading for you, huh, Kaylee? Jesus Christ. <laughs> light. Oh, read on the toilet? Shit. That's why I literally, you, you get it now why I read one chapter and I had to walk away yeah. from this book. No, yeah. that's really heavy, especially if you're not ready for it. <sighs> okay. Um, Okay, here we go. Um, The disorganized attachment style is most commonly associated with trauma, and it typically arises when a child experiences their attachment figure as scary, threatening, or dangerous. When we are afraid, our attachment system gets activated and seeks proximity to comfort for our attachment figure. But what happens when our attachment figure is the person that's causing the pain or the threat? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. This puts the child in a paradoxical situation where their caretaker, who is supposed to be the source of their comfort, um, is actually the... Oh, just kidding, just kidding. Try again, try again. Uh, The caretaker, who is supposed to be the source of their comfort and the solution to their fears, is actually the... I can't read right now. The same part. The source source of their fear instead, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fucked up because then you're like... mm -hmm. Is that what then causes kids to turn and like blame themselves for stuff? Well, listen, yeah, listen to this. So then it says the attachment style system wants to move towards the attachment figure, but the protective defensive mechanisms of fight, 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 flight, and freeze uh, want to, they appease and want to move away from the attachment figure. And then the two systems are co-activated. So what that means is that anytime you build an intimate relationship, your amygdala is sending signals that say fight, fight, freeze. Dang, yeah. So they can't exist without each other. That's insane. Isn't that gnarly? Because then you can't have arguments. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Without being truly, without being truly fearful. Because I've said it before, 
The amygdala has no sense of reality. You know, you can't say, amygdala, stop being afraid. This person's yeah. different. You know, that, that's not the way that it works. It just it just knows that, yeah. holy shit, I'm scared. Got to react. God, that's fucking terrible. I know. Do you, does everyone have to sit with that for a few moments? A little bit. I mean, dude. Yeah. So, what were you going to say, Joni? I was just say this is a great topic for the first one. Thank back you. Me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really good for everybody in the room, you guys. I think we're all feeling really good. I think this is pretty healthy. I know. Uh, nothing's coming up for me. <laughs> <laughs> I no, feel really good. You were clean through all that, I think. Thank you so much. I'm just happy so to be much. here. I'm so fucking secure. <laughs> it's stupid. I wish. Which. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you think that I am? Disorganized. You think so? The last so. one too? I think you I think you and I parallel a lot. Interesting. I think you might have I think I really like live there. Um I think you the avoidance maybe. Mm-hmm. What did you think yours was? So I think I think you're so so right. And like remember that the the next chapter talks about the scale, right? So disorganized is directly in the middle of dismissive and anxious. Gotcha. So you could be dismissive and a little disorganized. Like that's probably where I am. I'm like gotcha. definitely dismissive with some disorganization. But you could be if you wanted to be like if you felt it smack dab in the middle, like the highest point yeah. of, dis- of disorganized. Yeah, I, th- I think that like I'm there for the, like most of the time. But I could probably yeah. switch over to anxious because I... Mm-hmm. I'm a really anxious lover, I guess you could say. Yes. And like, what, and remember too, what my, I mean, this is one therapist who said it, but my therapist said the disorganized has to move through either dismissive or anxious to get to secure. And so I think like I am slowly starting to move through the dismissive to hopefully one day get to secure, but. Oh yeah. That was what I was going to ask. So you said that, knows? yeah, you move from one to, and then to the other mm-hmm. and then to the other. But if we're saying that we are feeling all of them at once or something, mm-hmm. are, you, are you then moving up, you're like moving forward and then you drop down again? Yeah. Okay. So the the next chapter, I, I didn't really want to get into this part because I thought it was a little bit too complex for her, you know, podcast talk. True, but, true, true. Um, I can try like to quickly just define like the scale because the, um, what is this kind of scale called? Uh, justice. No, no, no. X and Y. It's like, oh my god. It's uh four. It's a T, and there's four quadrants. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Y- yeah, I think so. Put a pin in that. Now we have a producer. What the fuck is that called? Oh, line graph. No, because a line a line graph is a dotted point on an X and a Y axis. So are there bars it's... like going down this way, and then up this way? Look at the screen. Oh, okay. So you can be one and the other at the same time. Is that what? Yes. So the scale, the scale goes, um, and we'll jumping back in the scale, the scale goes on one axis, it's fear. And the Mm -hmm. other axis is avoidance. So you can be really high in fear and really low in avoidance. And that's anxious. Or you can be very, very low in fear, but really high in avoidant. And that is dismissive. But if you are high in fear and avoidance, you are disorganized. And if you are low in fear and avoidance, you are secure. Okay, that makes sense. That's cool. I can't believe I just did that right. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, there's no one here to fact check you, but it sounded really good. Sounded mm. great coming out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you Sound- so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. Okay, do you remember anything in your past that was very, like, dominant in causing you to have this attachment style? 
I think my answer is no, mm-hmm. because I don't remember a lot of my childhood, True. which I think tells you everything that you need to know. Yes. My little baby amygdala didn't even allow any memories to go to long term. The hippocampus was like, don't fucking come near me with those memories. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and so I think I definitely, for most of my young life, lived a lot in disorganized because I know that's where a lot of trauma lives. But I mean, like when you're waking up every day thinking, like, did my parents survive the night? Of course, right. you're going to le- live in fear. Like right. that's where that's going to live. And so I think. I definitely have high fear, but then I, in my young adult life, overcompensated for that fear with, like, really gross independence. I was like, don't, I can do it, don't talk to me, don't come near me. Um, And so then I think, like, overcompensating with some independence gave me some real gnarly avoidance type of stuff. Yeah. Um. But a lot of the disorganized things resonate with me. A lot of the dismissive things resonate with me. Uh, the anxious, not really. So. Okay. I mean, maybe not for me than the anxious as much. I just felt anxious in relationships. Yeah. But I, I guess it wasn't really like a main thing, but a main theme of my childhood was like love was currency. So like I would do anything yes. for that. So mm. where would that place me if I was always living... Like, they could take the rug out from under me or, like, mm-hmm. I had to – my emotions came second because that was the only way I could then receive the love. How would that translate to a new relationship now? Yeah. Well, I guess, did you ever feel like – did you ever feel like love was there? I did. Like, okay. And so then I guess, like, that specific example, it, it can live in – anxious attachment because it's inconsistent it's sometimes there and it's sometimes not and you have to be a certain way in order to get it but I think the complex part about attachment is that (laughs) you can have different attachment with different parents oh so then then that goes a whole different sideways conversation of like my relationship with same gendered humans versus my relationship with different gendered humans. Or if you had two same sex parents, but didn't form intimate attachments with other, I don't know. This is all in theory and I could go, I could go in a hundred different ways with it, but it's fucking brilliant. Can you, are you predicting any new issues with the way our society is like reframing marriage and how we see a family? Are there going to be issues? Obviously, we're going to try as hard as we can not to fuck up our kids, but we're going to fuck them up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you see any issues with that, having same-sex parents? No, I don't necessarily think issues because I think, like, gender presentation or representation in families is, like, yeah, important for young children to, like, identify with certain gender presentations. But it doesn't mean, like that young children of same-sex couples aren't going to be able to identify with the gender that might not be presented in their parents. Well, I mean, are they going to, is it going to make them go on that scale Mm, at all? I don't think so because gender specifically isn't tied to to love or intimacy. Right. And this is what we're talking about. Like uh, that if like all that really matters is that the parent loves the child. 
The parent's there for the child. The parent gotcha. can show up for the child. The parent can be consistent with the child. Okay. And it could be it could be in a blended family. It could be in a same-sex marriage family. It could be in a heteronormative family. It could be in a fucking, like, nine children. Well, I was about to say right. something fucked up, like a Kate plus eight family. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily matter the family system, okay. but what matters is, like, how each individual child builds an attachment to the people that are supposed to care for them. Gotcha. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. yeah. Well, do you have anything else to say for this topic? <laughs> um, do I have anything else to say? It was very good, by the way. Thanks. I feel like I talked a lot. I feel tired. So No, it's good. I, I really enjoyed listening to that. Um, Yay, I'm glad. It was very informative. What do you guys think mine was? Oof. Secure. I would I think... say you are somewhere between secure and anxious. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think my list is a little bit different. I have avoidant. I didn't hear you say avoidant at all. Avoidant is uh, dismissive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Should I start doing lectures? Like, should I be Maybe. a lecturer? Yeah, I mean, professor. Man. You, that was impressive. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you just needed uh, this on something. Like, you needed to share your screen so I could see it because I was having I a really hard time following along. Because I'm not an auditory learner. The PowerPoint would have been amazing with that. (laughs) Next time time I bring information to this space. All right, boys. Here's a PowerPoint. (laughs) Nick, what do you think Johnny's is? I agree. I was going to say like secure to avoidant. And he does definitely scale down sometimes. To avoidant? Yeah, yeah. I avoid a little bit, yeah. So that's opposite of what I said. Yeah, I think he can bounce back. I think it's like different settings. Like socially. Yeah, okay. You think, like, you, you think I like I like ping pong. <laughs> you think I ping pong from like one to secure and then back to the other. Yeah, gotcha. Depending on the relationship. Yeah, yeah or the, the circumstance. Yeah, the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Nick and I, I are the most fucked up, so I don't, think don't worry. Ever, I might have like touched secure, like in an afternoon it, or something. <laughs> secure hasn't even ever been in my horizon like never no. once have i come close i saw it in vegas for a couple minutes jesus <laughs> if um, i saw secure i don't even think i'd be able to if i saw that i wouldn't even be able to recognize it no and i think that feels weird i think that's a problem and i was one of the topics i saw today was um friend zoning the nice guy and that's uh, kind of like what that made me think of it's like when you see the safe or secure even mm-hmm. other person, you're like, what the fuck is this? And you just run away because it's unfamiliar. <laughs> yes, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I think that's, I think that's so true. Thank you. Hmm. I, really I'm, good point. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna end on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more comments or questions, uh, please. What were you gonna say, Nick John? wants the last word. I was gonna say, I feel like that was rolling off what you just said, Nick. I feel like mm-hmm. as sometimes it's a mostly secure. Uh, Attachment styles. I feel like I get a lot of questions sometimes. Like, how do you, mm. how do you just trust them? That was, yeah. that was, that was yeah. a big one for Nick. How do you just yeah. uh, trust they're not going to do that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. do they? Or I'd also be like, how do you, how can you do just they love sit you? There? Do they care about how can you just be relaxing right now? Yeah, <laughs> you need to be doing something. Come on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, that was it. Yeah. That's such an interesting point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good commentary. Um, are you guys ready to move to our surprise topic? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> what? So, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I was given uh, no heads up for this. 
Okay. Well, uh, it's a surprise topic. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise to me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all I have written down is money and relationships. Um, ah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe Nick, you can spear yeah. this. What's yeah. the? Uh, what have you found success in doing it? <laughs> well, in my short twenty-four years on this earth. <laughs> I'm going to get some water. I don't know why he asked a question like that. <laughs> well, no, I, I literally only have written down money and relationships. Okay, I'm, I, I'm sorry your Google broke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need this. <laughs> um, no, I can totally take this one. Um, so before Kayla and I like got married, it, we just sat down and had a conversation about money. Why yeah, is this Kayla's money? getting up and walking away. <laughs> All right, my co-host has left. No, go ahead. It's just me. I'm going to take it on. Um, it doesn't really matter how you do money. Some people believe that if you if you split incomes and you don't have like a joint bank account, you're preparing for divorce. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like agree with that, but I understood like that idea because it's way easier. Or I guess the more you combine and the more you both own together, it's the harder it is to leave each other. Mm-hmm. So like just basically the other half of that coin. But you could do it where... Ours, I guess, is all of our money gets deposited in one place. And then from that place, we each have our own accounts for our fun money. Mm-hmm. And that's where that money goes. So some people do it the opposite. My, my checks would get deposited in my bank account, my wife's in hers, and then we both add the same amount to our joint account, which is where all our bills would come out. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is that if you're going to a counselor or a couple's counselor, they're going to say to you, like, it's, not, it's never going to be even. And, like, that's super true. Like, it's just... Someone's always going to be making more money. They're going to be able to spend more money and do more fun stuff. It, it, in our eyes, it would cause more problems than good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, did any questions arise? <laughs> um, I was thinking about uh, maybe, well, well, I don't know, like before marriage. How, okay. how is it appropriate to do that? Before marriage, you're asking like to join bank accounts? Yeah, like, well... Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be joint bank accounts. I'm just asking, like, before you're married, how, how is it any different managing money in a relationship? I, it would be, it starts to get difficult when you're engaged. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, I wonder, as the person who's not married, I could weigh in on that. Or mm, do you, you, no. you think so? Okay. No, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> let her talk. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> the only things. I was going to say is that I hate talking about money in relationships. I hate it more than anything in the whole world. But you have, if I, you had to have like one conversation about it, hopefully that's your only conversation. What would, what would you want financially? I, I mean. Because you hold on. You can't I've be. I've had these well, conversations before. I've been like, you good? Hmm. Cool. Me too. Hmm. You got this one. I'll and they the didn't work? One. No. Okay. Nick, no, is okay. the answer. Well, maybe. well, and I wonder. Go ahead. No, no, no. You. Well, I wonder if that's me one foot out the door. I think so. Like my dismissive style is like no need to engage here in this because I think so it's because be your your natural build, like need or want to be the breadwinner naturally comes with the responsibility of the money. So how could you? You could have your yeah. partner be in control of money. That's kind of what my yeah. parents did. My dad was making the money and my mom was mm-hmm. charging money, but that didn't end very well. 
But I think Kayla is the same way as you. She doesn't really like to talk about money, and that's kind of why I take right. it on. So she just basically always knows that we have enough, and she doesn't have to stress about it. Yeah, well, I mean, and I also have a pretty traumatic relationship with money because my mom used to always exploit me for, like, I don't want to say, like, exploit me for money because that's not true, but she would say, Kaylee, I know you are a starting grad student, and I will send you $200 if you have a phone conversation with me, or I will take money out of your account if you ignore my text messages, or so, like, that sort of like my money is my own and it's like what someone said earlier like oh you just trust like you just trust that they'll like just manage it fine like you'll just you just assume it's gonna be good fuck no people always fuck you over no way i definitely have have to fight the urge not to like have a fake bank account (laughs) hide money like yeah 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 because i really want to prepare for the worst which is my attachment style i forgot which one that is that was that was in one of those attachment styles that was it. My points were good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, your points were great. That was, was a great. Great surprise great. topic, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, good one. That was good. I don't think I can say your name right. What? Yeah. Yeah. We, I'm just. St- I always say Johnny. Yeah, we discovered Nick can't say my name normally anymore. Um, <laughs> that's a bummer. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add? I do not. Great Happy weird to be here. show. Oh, thank you, Johnny. Yeah. I'm glad Ooh. you're. I'm glad you're back. Thanks. You'll notice a dramatic increase in the sound quality of our shows all right follow us at trauma drama podcast on instagram and tiktok to see show updates video highlights and much more and dms for topic suggestions corrections worries concerns love and hate please rate review and subscribe wherever you're listening we upload episodes every friday it looks like